Welcome to the Old Titans as we fly through the skies with Superman. This is John Paul. Be man. How's everybody doing today? I kind of liked it and wanted to let it keep going for one another. Yeah, I let it go like two or three seconds longer than I planned. Uh, yeah, we planned. You, the plan, the show's over, John Paul. You ruined it. Plans just don't seem to go anywhere. That's okay. All right. But sometimes plans fall apart. And you know what happens when plans fall apart? Well, what happens? This looks like a job for Name Superman. No, this was a job for Superman. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. Almost felt like John Oliver for there a minute. Welcome, welcome, welcome! But I don't have a British accent. You can do one. Eh, not a good one. Try it. The word welcome doesn't really lend itself to a British accent. Okay, well then... I could, I could start saying You never know unless you try, stuff. John I don't know. I mean, what, what would be good to say in a British accent? I don't know what would be good to say in a British accent. Okay, that's terrible. I'm, I'm, that's I'm terrible. Okay, terrible. Okay, let's change it. You, you're terrible. Yes. You're all around bad. Chick-fil-A. Okay. Sit and sip a while. Nope, please stop. All right. So, yes... Move on. All right. Shall we start with our usual start of the B-Man question of the week? week Easy week, question, week, Jake. Week, what week, the heck week, is week. that? I'm echoing. That, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so say a producer comes to you, right, and gives you $25,000 and says, John Paul, I want you to make a film. All right. I want it to be something that people would know, not a creative thing, but I want, to, I want you to make a fan film for twenty five grand. So he hands me 25000 Right. No real rules about it. I mean, I, I, I get full control over... You get full control. Okay. Um, you cast it, everything done yourself. I assume I can't just pocket it and run. Well, you can, but they'll break your legs. Okay, all right. Plus, you don't run very fast. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I have a car. Yeah, it's, it's a buggy. It doesn't go fast. Yeah, you know. Okay. So, but yes. Keeping I'll, with the spirit. Something yeah. that has to be at least somewhat known. Okay. It has to be a fan film, so you, you can actually be creative here, because therefore you don't have to really ask for permission for 25 grand. Are we looking at making like a hour and a half plus type movie, or are you talking like ten minutes? No, I would say between an hour and hour and a half. Okay. Um, Never hike alone was our, pretty much our premise where we okay. came from. Right. Right. Um, I thought about it. Okay. I kept going back and forth over whether I'd want to try to do, um, you know, one of my favorite superheroes or something like that, and try to do it right. Um, talk to some of the cosplayers at conventions who look great in costume, better than anybody ever does on TV for whatever reason. That's true, actually. I mean, it's it's kind of sad that a cosplayer working on a $100 budget can do a better costume sometimes than some of these apocalypse, know, studios. I always thought Apocalypse that way for X-Men. Yeah, X-Men. exactly. Look terrible, but yeah. cosplayers done great. Yeah. Um, I finally decided, no, I didn't really want to go there because, I mean, lots of fan films do that. Right. If I, was, if I really wanted to make it worthwhile, I wanted it to be something I really, really, really cared about. So a very popular series, and I, I, not everybody would have heard of it, but it's it was uh, a bestseller, um, and de- depending on your age, a lot of people would have. Uh, there was a series called The Dark is Rising, a series of books uh, from back in the se- early 70s, uh, written by Susan Cooper. I'm not going to go into the full description, but a lot of it sounds very Harry Potter-like. So it was Harry Potter before Harry Potter was around, you know, 20 to 30 years before. And the first book was actually is kind of a prelude to the story, very standalone, no special effects needed, no weird powers, no weird settings. Um, it's called um, Oversee Under Stone. And I always loved that book. And I think that would be a fun one. It's connected to Arthurian legends. You do have all the mystical stuff. You have magic. Um, again, King Arthur and knights and all that kind of stuff. You have all of that as part of the overall story, but you don't have to do that much that would tie up money. 
So it'd be a, I think it'd be a really cool movie, and I think you could probably make that for twenty five thousand. But like, what would the like the outfits be? Either way, like medieval time outfits, no, right? They they're it it follows the adventures of um, three kids, right? Um, brother, two brothers and a sister, as they go on vacation for the summer to this little town in England, it's on the on the coast, and on a rainy day, they're having an adventure inside. Um, the house that they're staying in, the little cottage or whatever that they've rented for the summer, and they discover a treasure map. So, kind of Goonies like right. as far as that goes, but it's it's not done as silly as Goonies. And they discover this treasure map, and they go on a quest around the area looking for this treasure. Just so happens, it turns out to be a real treasure map, a real thing that's out there. Um, Holy Grail. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a cool thing. Indiana Jones did it, so Holy Grail, it's big. And there's some really bad guys and some good guys who are all hunting for this thing, all happening in the background while these kids are the main part of the story. And it's, it is just, um, you get enough suspense, enough action, enough family-friendly because you got kids as the main part of the story, so you don't ever get, you know, there's no super violence, you know, blood and all that, you know, guts, that kind of stuff. Um, it's... It's fun. Okay. I've read it. I've read it multiple times, both as a kid and as an adult. And it needs to be done well as a movie. And they did make the second book, the one that the whole series takes its title from, "The Dark Is Rising." The second book was called that. They made that into a movie, and took everything that was wonderful about the movie and threw it out and made a completely different story. But still called it sort of "The Dark Is Rising." Okay. Um, and they did a crappy job. Crappy, crappy, crappy job. Take your word for it. Yeah. So I would want to do it right. Eh. So you had a few ideas. Okay. Originally, I was thinking, I want a bat- nice, actual Batman show. But then again, Batman, he's always out there constantly in TV shows, comments, whatever it is. And All right. Plus, you need to hire somebody that knows that fighting style. So that'd be expensive. Then I'm thinking, well, I'm a slasher guy. Keep a slasher related, right? Okay. So I'd price some things out online. Michael Myers. Yeah. Movies coming out soon. You could do it with, like, maybe five people in the movie total. You don't, have, don't need much in the way of costuming. Right, exactly. Costuming itself is regular clothes. Yeah. Maybe some clothes people don't mind getting ruined as you right. splash. And plus, in fact, you figure you and I work at, like, what, the second biggest university in the country? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. With a huge theater program. Yeah. We could easily put a couple flyers and hey, want to be in this YouTube movie? Yeah. Come join us. Oh, yeah. We'd get plenty of people. And it'd be kind of creepy with a couple of old guys saying, hey, want to be in this movie? Yeah, it's a little creepy that way, but you know yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, we're not going to do that way, but we can get actually your son. That thing about he's it. in the theater. He's a theater program. Yeah, him and a couple of his friends. Say, hey, listen, just do this thing for us. Yeah. For Michael Myers itself, we just need a tall guy that's decent sized build, in a jumpsuit, in a in a mask. That's like I look. Yeah, because yeah, he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he, no, I mean he's bigger than. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a farmhand. I mean, exactly. size wise, you know, exactly. somebody who's used to moving hay bales and all that kind of stuff. He's. Yeah, he's not a small guy, but again, he's not, you know, pro wrestler. He's yeah. not. I, actually, I guess in the Rob Zombie movie, he was a pro wrestler. Not well, about but, it, but, but you could you could cast anybody who's ever played football or done anything. So, a, I priced his outfit, a decent outfit for him online. You can buy it for like two hundred bucks. That's a really good one. That's a really good. One. Okay. Then you could use anywhere essentially for his story. Yeah. You could use a regular person's house. Yeah. He's coming after Laurie Strode's granddaughter. Okay. And make that kind of a story. I think that'd be interesting. And you can do that for... I think I can do that for five grand. I really do. That's a whole lot less than 25. Yeah, because again, you just need a couple people to be the actors. You need a couple people yeah. to... You need someone to die. 
to make it seem terrifying that way. Yeah. But Michael doesn't talk, so he just walks. I mean, it's it's great. That's cool. So that was just a random. I I went that direction. All right. I'm surprised, surprised, aren't you? That you went slasher direction. Yeah. Only that you pick Michael Myers instead of say Jason or something. I was gonna go Jason, but he's had so many fan films and it's been done. Yeah. yeah. I can't do better than what they did. Michael Myers, I think I can. You could have a twist, you know, after the credits thing, and have you know Jason cut Michael Myers in half or something like that. I, I post credit scene. I could, but you know what? Also, John Paul, uh-huh. my Michael Myers movie would be better than the Rob Zombie Michael Myers movie. I can promise you that. Yeah, I can. Did you see that at all? No, but I, I, I know what Rob Zombie stuff looks like, and I've seen trailers. It, it for was it. pretty horrible. Yeah, actually, it was, I, wasn't good. I believe and they that. made a sequel to that too. Just go, go figure. Um, that's where it comes down to money. We spent this well, much on it. It made this much more. We made money, so let's do another one. He's one of those guys. He has his own following. Yeah. It's Rob Zombie. I like his music. I'm sure you don't, but I, I love his music. Yeah. But there's a line, too, where it's like, okay, you're good here. You're not really good here. And yeah. If um, I will admit, if I had a movie studio that was putting out you know, dozens of movies a year and doing different things, right. I'm not going to care about every one of those genres, probably. I mean, we're talking a big generic-type studio, like the Warner Brothers, Sony, all those kind of things. You individually might be a big movie fan because that's why you're in this business, but you're not going to care about every one of the genres that you put out as your company. So there's going to be some of those line items where you do just look at the bottom line. Hmm. Rob Zombie film. Everyone he's ever made has always made at least, say, $20 million. Well, we can make a movie with him for $5 million, market it for $5 million, and make $10 million guaranteed. Well, I, Done. I've seen Next, yeah, you, you get that exactly. much thought. And that that's much what thought. Happened. Well, I saw you know we made House of Thousand Corpses and followed up with Devil's Rejects. Yeah, they were fun in the seventies. Remember the cheesy seventy movies? Mm-hmm. Like, oh Te- yeah, Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Actually, yeah, the original. I watched when I was a kid. I was terrified of it. The you one made now, for like five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. But you watch it now, I was like, oh, that's wow. Okay, it's, it's bad. It is, but he was really good at that type of thing. Yeah. And but Halloween is no he I don't think he did it well so okay. I can do it better right. put it that way well, cool so shall we go on to the news do yes you, do you, do you, do you, do you, go for it don't, without the sound effects without the sound effects without the, yeah without the sound effects all right if it's not sound effects then this is a job this looks like a job for Superman there we go this is gonna be a long episode hey you know it's, it's just one of those things all right so in the news um, I got a handful of items looks like you have a handful of items. I'll go with one I can almost guarantee you did not write down. What is that? This week, the Shazam logo was released. No one cares. I'm sure you do. I actually thought it was kind of a boring-looking logo, but it was It was the logo. Yay! You that, that's your lead-off the news. Right that was the, 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 I want to pick something I didn't think I'd be stealing from you, because you'd probably you know, you'd feel bad about that. Um, no, I, <laughs> actually, uh, Zach Levi, and I can't remember the kid's name, um, Angel or something like that. I, anyway, kid playing Billy Batson. The two of them were live last night on Facebook, and they did a little you know, Q&A, and each of their cards, when they pick them up, had the logo on the back, and it was kind of cool. They see, I will say this. No matter if the movie's good, bad, or anything else, Almost like with Ryan Reynolds doing Deadpool. You can tell he enjoys doing Deadpool. Right. You can tell the two of them are really having a good time making this movie. They've, they've become good friends. Um, you can tell there's going to be a lot of heart put into this movie. Again, what, how it ends up, we don't know yet. But th- there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. And there was even kind of a teaser in that. Uh, Talkie Tawny is the big talking tiger in the old Shazam comics, the old Captain Marvel comics. Wow. He's a tiger who stands on back legs, is dressed in a suit, and talks. Talkie Tawny. 
remember this is an era of 40s, 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, they were st- standing at a carnival doing their Facebook thing at one of those places where, you know, you throw the baseball and knock the little milk jugs over, and if you knock them all over, you want a prize. Yeah. They were surrounded by tigers, stuffed tigers. So that was kind of their teaser to the whole talkie-tawny bit. Okay. All right, so there's my news. That's bigger than just logo. Well, we didn't talk about it last week because we just missed it in time. Mm-hmm. But the Infinity War trailer has come out. It did. In case you don't follow Twitter. New, new, the new trailer. Because the there was trailer. already one trailer. Right. We were going to post on Twitter. We always post a thing on Twitter. But okay. every single person <laughs> in this world posts this trailer that we didn't feel the need to. Yeah, that's true. We um, You watched it, though, I'm guessing. Yes. Look good? Uh, I thought it looked really good. Good. Uh, I really did. Um, much better than the first one. I had no problem with the first one as far as most of the story or anything. I mean, it was just... The first trailer was really short, if I remember right. right. And it really just gave you a, ooh, look, they're all in it. Ooh, 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 right. done. This one, you actually started getting some character development, some story. The only two things that I'm really um, uncertain about still, one was left over from the first trailer, and that was, once again, ripping masks off in front of the camera just because an agent wanted to make sure they're... You know, their client's face got shown on camera. I hope they don't do that too often. Right, I'm with it. That's just kind of a pet peeve. That's not really a bad thing about the movie. That's just a pet peeve. Now, the only real thing about this trailer is we finally got to hear Thanos' voice. Now, I've never read any of the stories with Thanos. But when you read them, of course, there's no voice coming out of the page. Um, so is people it make not up, John Paul? So people make up their own voice for all these characters. And you've probably had this happen where you've seen a live action or animated and a voice just doesn't fit what you have in your head from what you've seen on the page. So while I've not read Thanos, I've seen Thanos many times in the comics, you know, covers yeah. or anything else. He was definitely a version, a copy, whatever you want to call it, of Dark Side. I mean, that that's a history thing. That's not a big deal. I mean, every yeah. character is a copy of something else just right. about. So no big deal there. Dark Side has had several variations in cartoons. So we've had that, you know, James Earl Jones, gritty, grindy, yeah, deep I, I you. voice. So I always pictured that's what Thanos' voice would sound like. And instead, I'm probably going to exaggerate a little bit, but, hi guys, I'm Thanos. How's everything going? Nothing like that. That's, that's a complete exaggeration. That was how it came across to me, though. Yes, I'm exaggerating to get a point across, but it came across way too average guy on the street voice. And so I'm a little worried, kind of like, I, I actually really enjoyed the movie X-Men Apocalypse. You mentioned Apocalypse earlier. His look was horrible. But once you got into the movie, I enjoyed the movie, and I thought it worked okay. But you watched Guardians, didn't, at least the first one. Yeah. He was in that. Thanos was in that. You didn't get, like, this much talking. He talked, still. I don't remember him talking hardly in anything else. He talked in both of them. But all right. Uh, okay. So, okay, there we go. You just missed out. Yeah. One of the better movies, and you didn't like it anyway, so. It's all right. All right, moving on. Um, Facebook got some Facebook news here and this is not about all their troubles they're having right now with all Which the different few, political yeah. stuff quite a bit um, this could be an attempt to make people forget about that and not, not delete happen. their account or anything or whatever but um, Facebook is partnering with Adam Tickets um, to sell cheaper movie tickets if you buy your movie ticket to whatever movie kind of like going through Fandango or something but if you buy your ticket through Adam Tickets through the Facebook page they actually knock off two or three or four dollars or whatever on your movie ticket. Okay, that, that's cool. That's I mean, what's the website? Anyways, it's in Facebook. I don't, I don't know Facebook? where in Facebook you go to do this. I just saw the headline that they were doing that and read, you know, kind of opening paragraph on it. It was like, well, that's neat. Moving on. All right. Um, one of your favorite movies coming out, Deadpool two trailers 
today. I, I cannot wait to miss that. You know, I, I, I don't get you, John Paul. If Deadpool was a DC character, you would love him. No, really not. You would. You no. would absolutely love him. He'd be a favorite character. You love, so. love Booster Gold. I love Booster Gold. Nothing like Deadpool. <sighs> well, the trailer came out. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to take the next powder news too as well. I'm not going to. I'm going to cut you off for a second because just announced the Justice League trailer. Oh, just, it, no, no, it, no, I'm going to let you go to that one. But first, I do want to. I do want to mention one thing on Deadpool. Yes, that's a serious thing. We joke a lot about stuff. I want every one of these movies that comes out to do well. Right. I wanted Deadpool one to do well, which it did fantastic. Right. Because every time one of these movies does well, they make more. They make more. Right. So don't get me wrong. I don't care anything about seeing it. I don't care anything about Guardians of the Galaxy. I think they're all produced really, really well. Right. I think the actors do a great job, everything about them. No, I, I want you. them to make money. I just have no interest in some of them. I, I love Deadpool. It's kind of like you probably could care less about going to listen to Willie Nelson's Stardust album, I'm betting. Absolutely not. Right. However, you're okay if Willie Nelson sells a bunch of albums. You don't have to listen to it. You, you don't care. Same thing here. Oh, yeah. I love it's one I love. So I just want to get that out there. That, that I cool. don't wish anything bad from the movie. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay, go ahead. Okay, Justice League. I, I'm not trying to cut Justice you off. Justice League was the lowest grossing DC movie. And of the shared universe. Of the shared universe, yeah. yes. Steel was worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catwoman just, was probably worse. Steel was. I think Steel was worse than Catwoman. Honestly, Steel was bad. Yeah. But do you think? Deadpool 2 will make more than Justice League. I don't see how it can't make more. That double negative works there. So the answer is yes, I think it'll make more. Because, I mean, Deadpool 1 made a ridiculous amount of money. Now, are you surprised Justice League was as low as it was? If you rewind in time to before any of the shared universe stuff started up, Mm -hmm. the DC shared universe started up, I mean, before Man of Steel. Before Man of Steel, yes. Before Man of Steel, and told me that would be the case, I'd be very, very, very surprised. Knowing the negative fan reactions of Zack Snyder and the stuff through Man of Steel and then Batman vs. Superman, I'm not surprised it did not make um, billions of dollars. It should. Any movie like that should make a couple billion dollars. But I'm not surprised that happened because it almost felt like um, Warner Brothers was just saying, just get this done, get out of the way, move on, so we can get out, get past this and get on to something else. See, I actually am surprised. Yeah. If it followed up right after Batman v Superman, I wouldn't be surprised. Just yeah. the fact that I actually liked Man of Steel. I think I liked it more than you liked it. But at the same point, too, I realized it was a decent movie. Decent only. Um, I hated Batman v Superman. Um, I hated Suicide Squad. I didn't hate Suicide Squad, but I don't like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, so it followed up to Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad. I could see Justice Lee bombing. The reason I was surprised was between those movies, Wonder Woman was such yeah. a big hit, and Wonder Woman was really well made. We both agreed that that was a, probably one of the best movies right. from last year. Yeah. So when you follow up that type of movie, I'm like, hey, this is a fresh start for them. But it still did bad. That's why yeah. I was from shock. Well, it did bad versus it missed expectations. Well, There's it, a different... Okay. Yeah, missed expectations. Well, no, it, it made a ton of money. But, but it, should have made, to, it should have made a billion dollars more than it made. I'm, I say it did bad as the same way I said the last Jedi did bad. Yeah. Just the fact that, yeah, I made a billion dollars, but it should make two billion dollars. Right. Let's be real. Yeah. Justice League, you had the three most popular superheroes, I think. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. And because of the Flash TV show, Flash is right up there. Right. I mean, as far as general audience has really picked up on Flash. Um, Aquaman, while people laugh about him, he was a character, he was an actor oh, actually, that people love. They, they, uh, yeah. 
they, they, they rebooted him in a way to yeah. me and made him kind of cool. But, so it had, it had everything going for it from the pieces that were in there. But I think if they had made it like one month, no more than two months after Wonder Woman was the release, and had made all their marketing very, very, very Wonder Woman-centric, right? it would have made more money. I don't think it still would have made the billion dollars more. Because if you look at it and compare it to Wonder Woman's dollars, I mean, you, it, you can see where it did probably help it. See, I, I still think that movie was a CC minus movie. Um, I enjoyed it, but my favorite character in DC is by far Batman, and I felt he's a wasted character that entire movie. I just couldn't get into it. I'm flashing the chunk out of me. He did. He really did. At first, he's like, oh, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Okay, I'm done with you. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. The Flash, the actor, did one of the best jobs acting. Kind of like my problem with Christopher Reeve as Superman. Christopher Reeve's a great actor. Oh, yeah. Did a great job portraying Clark Kent and Superman. Right. I didn't like the version of Clark Kent he portrayed. The same thing here. The actor did a fantastic job of portraying the character he was asked to portray that was in the script. I mean... When you could look at him and just the look in his eyes, I mean, when, when the Flash speeds past all of them piling on Superman there at the statue. And the Superman turns, yeah. He turns, and just the widening of his eyes and the look, that oh no moment. <laughs> he conveyed so much with just a look and body language. Oh, absolutely. He did an incredible job. That was the but best the scene in that entire movie. was so annoying. That one scene right there was my favorite scene probably all yeah. last year. I was like, that was just so cool. It was great. But, yeah, it was not the Flash. The same way... Peter Parker was not Spider, or, you know, the Peter Parker Spider-Man thing from Homecoming was not who I think of as Spider-Man. And that came out on Blu-ray this week, right? I believe. Uh, which one? Justice League. Justice League came out on yeah, it was a week ago, a, little, a week and a half ago. Was now. it? Did they fix his mustache at all, or is that still pretty much? No, they didn't. They didn't put any money into the release. <sighs> they added two deleted scenes, and that's it. Okay. So next for you. All right, next one for me. Um, all right, Weapon H. Do you know who Weapon H is? I have no idea what Weapon H is. Weapon H number one was released. Wow. I have one thing to ask, and that's why. Weapon H is a cross between the Hulk and Wolverine. It's a um, Hulk with adamantium claws and such. This is Marvel doing? Yeah. They See, released Marvel Weapon H. does a tendency, and this is why I stopped, hitting, I stopped reading Marvel comics. They have a big character like Wolverine. So they make like ten versions of him. Yeah. They have a Spider-Man, so they make ten versions of them. Just... Just have yeah, one. I know. So, so Weapon H number one came out this I week, and I, yeah, I didn't really care, but I just thought that was enough of a... Yay. Uh, okay. I'm oh, moving on. Yeah. Karate Kid, a final trailer has hit. It arrives May 2nd. For Cobra Kai? For Cobra Kai. Yeah, Cobra Kai. Yeah. Cobra Kai. I saw the teaser. I haven't seen the trailer. The so trailer the... looked great. All right. I'm actually fired up for this. The I really teaser, am. I wasn't sure if it was serious or if they were just doing a joke teaser. This is going to be um, a Karate Kid movie with a little more comedy in it. Yeah. There definitely was some comedy in it. But, it. but it wasn't just one of those teasers put out that was a teaser and nothing ever came from it. It right, really is a real thing. Yeah, it's coming out May 2nd on YouTube yeah. Red, I believe it's called. YouTube Red. So I'm looking so forward to this one. Yet another place that you have to go and pay money to, I guess, to see stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because okay. there's no other way to watch these things. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I guess if you look at it as something, like if it's one, if it's a one-shot movie and paying for one month or whatever their service is no more than buying a movie ticket. Right. Yeah, I guess it's not that bad if you pay for it and cancel. What else you got for me, John Paul? All right, a uh, couple more items. April eighteenth. Okay, I think I'm. I directed you wrong yesterday because I originally Action Comics number one thousand was supposed to come out next Wednesday. Okay. From when we're sitting here recording this, this is the twenty second of March. 
and next Wednesday, Action Comics from 1000 Switch come out. Okay. They delayed it, and they announced that about a month or two ago. I for, I'd forgotten about that. So April 18th is actually the 80th anniversary of Action Comics number one. That is the exact day that Action Comics number one came out. 80, wow. 80 years earlier. So April 18th is the day Action that Comics 1000. Cool yeah, oh, it does. So Action Comics 1000 is right, just, just right around the corner. And keep that in mind because I think we'll go back to that soon. All right. Um, sad news: Toys R Us is officially closing its doors. Um, you and I, I think, both grew up in this place. Been there a lot of times with our kids, at least. Been there with the kids a lot. Didn't really grow up on it because they, they didn't, I don't think they existed when I was a little kid. They a place called Child Road was a place when I was a kid. And then um, Toys R Us moved in eventually, but uh, that K- was much more KB Toys in the malls and all that kind right. of stuff. But the rumor is KB Toys is reopening. Hmm. Now, again, that's just a rumor right now, but Toys R Us... I just find it hard to believe that KB would open if the reason Toys R Us is probably closing is because everything's done through the internet and there's Walmarts and Targets and everything else. Well, Toys R Us, I don't think they ever actually explored the internet. I suppose. Yeah. I, I, I think there's been big... Well, problem, too, is toys these days. You know, when we were kids, Star Wars toys were huge. Uh, G.I. Joe, when I was a kid, was huge. I don't think kids play toys as much as they used to. They want video games. They want tablets. They want that kind of stuff. Um, when I was a kid, you'd always see kids out in the neighborhood playing. Yeah. I don't see that ever anymore. I'm playing with people's grasses and, you know... I'd, so I... The world's changed. I think, unfortunately, toy stores are gone. Yeah. So, yeah, um... Sad news, though. And uh, my last piece of news. Yeah. Uh, Night Flyers. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Heard of Night Flyers. The new George R. R. Martin show. Yeah, I had not heard of it, I will admit, until yesterday. Really? But did you already know about it? I mean, have you read it? I heard about it uh, late last week, I think I heard about it, which surprised me, the fact that he's working on a sci-fi show. It's, I guess it's considered a haunted hell story on a spaceship. Yeah. And that surprises me, the fact that people are like, why aren't you finished with the books yet? So it's, it's based on a short story, my understanding, that he'd done. I believe past. so, yeah. But this is going to be a TV show on Sci Fi Channel. Yep. Coming out this fall. Um, no time yet, but I'm guessing it's a horror show. Got to be mid October, give or take. Uh, you, would, you would assume somewhere in there. So, yeah, that was it for me for news. Well, the reason I found out about it was because last night, Krypton, first episode premiered. And at the end of Krypton, to kind of, they've been building on that marketing wise, they put a teaser for, um, for the George R. R. Martin story. At the end, so you got some clips from it, and just almost more of a mood setting. You, you piece. couldn't see much yeah. was going on yet, but I'm looking forward to this one a little more. Yeah. But you saw Krypton last night. Saw Krypton last night. How was that? All right, so should we, are we moving into the main part we'll of the, into the story? Into the main part, right. yes. So we're going to talk about Superman, the original, the original, the one, the only. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, you can't hear it right now. Nah, it's playing no, in the background, cool. and it's, I it's, it's, I, I it's wonderful. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, John Williams, he doesn't get much better. That's the best. Okay. Um, all right, so Krypton number one, or not number one. I still think of it in terms of issues or whatever. Chris, Krypton, first um, episode came out last night. About this time last year when we were talking about it, I was trashing it left and right. No need for it. Why are they doing this? Don't like prequels and so on. Right, I'm with you. In the fall, when I started hearing some details about it, I started getting interested. like, huh, that's different. Now there's a reason to do it, which the core concept is... That Brainiac, tired of losing to Superman in our present time, sends somebody or does something through time back 200 years before Superman was born to try to destroy 
the House of L, Krypton, something, somehow stop Superman from ever existing. So if you can't beat him now, wipe him out of time, you know, if you kill the parents before he's ever born, you know, that type of thing. And my guess is by doing this, he probably creates Superman. And we're going to have to see where it goes. But that's now the concept. And Adam Strange, one of the other cosmic heroes in the DC Universe, um, is actually going back in time to try to stop this. Is Strange really a last name, popular last name? Because they both have a guy with, you know, DC Marvel's on Strange as well. Yeah, that's, hey, I, I don't know why. Sounds like Adam Strange, Strange has been around Strange since last, the 60s, I would change I my last name if my last name was Strange. I think it'd be kind of cool, actually. No, it wouldn't. Beefcake. I'd be changing to Beefcake. Sure. Okay. okay. All righty. Um, but as far as the episode itself goes, um, it was a pilot. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was not bad, but it was short. And it has a one-hour block on TV, and it only took 45 minutes of that block. It did not take – and I'm, I'm talking commercials included – at the 45, 46 minute mark, somewhere right around there, in credits rolled. Oh, really? Yeah. And then they showed, of course, a trailer for next week and for coming up in this season, some behind the scenes stuff, that kind of stuff, and the teaser um, for the George R.R. R. Martin stuff. So all of that fit into that last 15 minutes, 10 to 15, somewhere in there. I'd, um, okay, so, so if you weren't a Superman fan. If I was a sci fi fan, I don't mean sci fi is in the channel, but just science fiction fan. Yeah. There's something that would interest you here because it is a, it's a, almost like Battlestar Galactica, a pure hard sci-fi show. If you knew nothing about Superman, you could enjoy it. If you know something about Superman, that's going to add to that. If you're somebody who likes superhero shows but not Battlestar Galactica, this show's not going to be for you. Okay. Because it, it's not about Superman. It's about the world of Krypton and. Well, see, I'm with you on the fact that I'm getting sick of these prequel shows. Gotham, Metropolis coming out of the show as well. We yeah. have Krypton. There's other ones too. I can't think of top of my head. Well, Metropolis is coming and so on. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, just tell a Superman story. I know. That's what I really and want. And you have Superman in the in the, um, in the Arrowverse. Yeah. Yeah, Arrowverse already. So I, I I just don't like how they're doing this. Um, I'm I'm glad you liked it. I want to see yeah. it as well. And this at least has a reason for to exist better than Gotham. Gotham didn't do anything to where they tied it into the present. Gotham's totally wrong to me. Gotham's totally wrong. This is not trying to change anything. It's a villain within the story trying to change something. You know where the story's going to end up. Superman's not going to cease to exist. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is Brainiac's going to end up creating Superman. He's going to blow up the planet. <laughs> it's not Superman off planet without creating him. Yeah. Now, it's 200 years before, and we're following, at age about 18, his grandfather. So, there's a long time to go before Superman would be around. I mean, at age 18... He's, there's well, no kids. Well, at age no 18, you have a lot of leeway. Yeah. Deal. I mean, he's got to find his perfect mate, have a life, have a kid. That kid grow up to be Jor-El, find a mate, Laura, grow up. It's not, not going to last that long for sure. It's not going to last that long as a show. I'm just saying there's a lot of time, so they don't have to worry about catching up to right. the point like Gotham does. At some point, Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. What are they going to do in the show? It's almost like Smallville. Well, Smallville had awesome. that coming. Right. And into the show with, you know, one glimpse of the S and that was it. Um, All right. So do you think this has a potential to be a good show? It has a potential to be a good show. I want to see one more episode before I give it a giant thumbs up. Again, production qualities were fantastic. The acting was really good. There were some story elements that were very, very, yeah, you saw that coming a mile away. But it's because it's the setup. It's, if you, heard, if you read the back of a 
or a book cover, you know, pick up a book off the shelf, read the back cover of the book to find out, you know, the, the trailer version, you know, what, what's this book about? There's certain things you get. There's certain things you know. Everything that's in the first episode is all of that setup. It's where they go from here is whether or not it's going to be good. And I think the second episode will tell me, am I going to watch this every week? Or is it like Gotham and I'm going to give it a couple and then say, eh, never mind. All right, so out of all the Superman shows out there that I'm calling this one of Superman show, it yeah, pretty much yeah. is. Out of all the ones out there, what's the best? There have been a ton. There have been a ton. I mean, it seems yeah. like you don't really go that often without a Superman show. Yeah. Oh, and include Superboy as well. Yeah. Superboy, Superman, animated, live action. Right. In the movies. Very rarely do you go a few years without a Superman show. Yeah. It's, he's just, he's one of those characters that, even when you get him wrong, it doesn't seem to destroy the franchise. You right. just have to wait a couple extra years before another one comes out. Right. Um, the closest we got to waiting a long time was that dark, dark period where... Um, Nicholas Cage was almost Superman. Wow, I'm glad it didn't happen. By the way, yeah, yeah. That, that, although he is going to get to be Superman. By the way, is he now? Yeah, he's going to be the voice of Superman in the Teen Titans. Go to the movies. I Not don't that I even care. Really care about Not that. that I care. Not but, but he gets. It is kind of cool that if you know the history of that, that he gets okay. to be the voice. So what's the best? All right. So the best. So you've got um, the Kirk Allen live action. You've got the original animated. You've got George Reeves. You got Christopher Reeve. Um, you got the Dean Cain, um, Lois and Clark. You've got several Superboys in between there. I mean, there's like four or five different Superboy yeah. um, shows or anything else in there. Um, you've got the Superman, the animated series. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a follow-up to Batman, the animated series. Um, and then Superman in the Justice League Unlimited. That was all part of that whole sequence. You get Smallville. You get Superman in Supergirl for three episodes so far. And... Um, and you got this, plus the Man of Steel, you know, Henry Cavell stuff. You got a bunch of different ones. Uh, oh, and I think I said, I think I said it, Christopher Reeve. I said the Christopher Reeve movies and all. Um, the one that I, when I just, if somebody mentions Superman to me, the one I picture, the one to me that portrayed it visually best. This is this would be the same thing about it. you. Run back to what you saw first. Right. For me, that's George Reeves. I love George Reeves' portrayal of Clark Kent so much that that's. To me, the best Clark Kent. But as far as the best portrayal of both Clark Kent and Superman with good production qualities for what was a potential at the time, we'll go with what was potential at the time, but taking the subject matter seriously and doing a good story and all the rest, honestly, Tyler Hoechlin, with his three, epi- three appearances on Supergirl, has been the best Superman of any of them so far. Really? He, he absolutely has nailed the character perfectly. I mean, him and the writers. I mean, it's not. You know, the writers got the character down right. And you get to see him as both Clark Kent and Superman, and he was wonderful. See, I mean, I grew up in the Christopher Reeve era. Yeah. I loved Christopher Reeve as Superman. Um, as I got older, though, I realized those movies just don't hold up well at all. The Superman yeah. parts hold up fine, but the Clark Kent is so over the top. Yeah. It is horribly cheesy. Margot Kidder as Lois I thought was great. But I thought Clark Kent was just almost unforgivable. Reeves playing him... He played, played him great. Right. And it's what he was like in the comics of the time. He was the stumbling, right. bumbling guy, pretending to be stumbling, bumbling guy. So they exaggerated that even more in the movie. Um, I just hate that that was the version they got to copy at the time. I'm actually embarrassed to admit this. My favorite, as far as on screen, it's got to be Tom Welling's Smallville. Yeah, something The first few seasons, actually. Uh, the first few seasons, because it really had... And what bothers me about movies right now with DC was the Kent is so wrong. Yeah. 
that I don't see Superman end the way he ends up right now. With Smallville, you see the way he's coming to Superman. Yeah, yeah. There's, there are, you know, morals, that code, you know, you've got to do the right thing. Yeah. You've got to save these lives, but you've got to be careful what you do. Right. Uh, and those Kents, John Schneider, and uh, who played, uh, uh, I'm not Kent, I forgot her name now. Oh, um, he'll come to me in She played Lana Lang, actually, right. in Superman 3. But it, they, they were perfect. Yeah. And Tom Welling, as a young Superman, you know, going through he, puberty and everything like that. He did a great job. He was so great. And honestly, I know, I think you stopped watching before the end or whatever, or, you know, I, I, I consistently. Lost right. But those last two or three seasons, they did a really good job of making that a Superman show without actually having it in the costume. And he became the adult version of Clark really well. I, I'm okay with these shows where you have to change the lore a little bit. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, but when Lois comes in there, it changed the lore too much. Just too much. Yeah. Because he shouldn't know Lois Lois till um, he hits Metropolis. Right, she should right. never be in a place like Smallville Small ever. Yeah. She should belong there. And they also but, dragged out the whole... Well, I will say, though, along those lines, they did it in a way that was more believable and worked better than Gotham does when they do stuff early. Oh, absolutely. That's why I was okay with it. That didn't mean it was what I wanted, but I was okay. Whereas Gotham... I was okay with she, her visiting. Yeah. She stayed there for years. Yeah, yeah. Lois would never do that. Um, also, too, one actually bothers me, and I'm glad they fixed it with Flash, where the whole, you know, Clark and Lana, will they, won't they? We know they're going to be together eventually, and they're eventually going to break up, whatever it is, but yeah. that's a big part of his childhood. Yeah. They dragged it off, like, three or four way seasons. Too, way too long. Way too long. And by the time they, they finally you know, started dating, whoever it was, I stopped caring. Flash, I was worried about that with the season. Season one, they fixed yeah. it immediately after. They, and I think one difference is the people running the shows went into Smallville not wanting to make a comic book show. They said at the beginning, no flights, no tights. Right. That was their mantra. No flights, no tights. You fly, though, eventually. But they, at the beginning, when they were still running it, uh, the only time he flew was when he was being affected by red kryptonite and became someone other than our Clark. They never let him, when he was the normal Clark, actually fly. That, no. Eventually, those guys left the show and moved on, and they started changing things. But they went into it not to make a comic book movie or like, show. Yeah, and Tom Welling is now actually on Lucifer. Yeah. He plays Kane. Kane and Abel. Yeah. I'm sure you heard that story oh, before. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and again, he's great in Lucifer as well, so I'm a big Welling fan. So that was my... I, I love that version of uh, Clark Kent. And, and he, did a, he did a fantastic job. And honestly, if you'd asked me a different question, instead of the best Superman, right. if you'd asked me the best Lex Luthor, I would have said oh, Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum, hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Um... um one of the who's the worst in your opinion let's go that one who's the worst of which of Lex Luthers of Lex Luthers any of them uh, the worst Lex Luthor um, I'm going to actually go with um, from Superman Returns Kevin um, Spacey Kevin Spacey you and I in the same page again okay. John Paul look at this possibly one of the best actors of the entire pool Kevin Spacey I mean forget about his legal troubles well, let's not and, forget about that let's not mention that yeah. well, I don't mean forget about it but I mean Putting that aside, that didn't affect whether he's a good actor or not. Right. No, I agree. Um, he is a great actor, but no, he's he's not like That's, Luther. Yeah, that was that whole Superman Returns was such a bad, bad movie. Yeah. yeah. Nobody was writing that movie. Nobody was writing that no. movie. Um, and again, not that like Brendan Roth. You know, we we don't like what Chris Reeve had to do as Clark. Brendan Roth is a great actor. Loved him in um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and his small part in that, and love him every week on Legends of Tomorrow. You know, you Scott Pilgrim. I thought you liked that movie. I love Scott. Oh, Pilgrim. that's a great movie, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
so you know sometimes you get a good actor in the wrong role it happens um but yeah he, he would probably be the worst how about this may I ask you since you've seen most of these who do you think's the worst superman the worst superman uh i don't really know who one of the Superboys back in the day i didn't care for i can't remember who that was because i watched a couple episodes that's terrible I'm going to say I'm going to keep this one, but Dean Cain. I did not like Dean Cain's Superman. If I could cheat and say because they did test screenings, I'd pick Nicolas Cage. He actually was on film in costume for a test screening. Well, but, I, but that'd be a cheat. That's a cheat. That's a cheat. Um, in reality, I would probably have to pick Dean Cain, even though I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. That, not that it was a perfect show, but I enjoyed the show. But if I had to rank them, he'd end up at the bottom. Me as well. Yeah. The Superman castings in general have not been bad. No. He actually wasn't a bad one, but out of everybody that's been played him, yeah. Christopher Reeve, George Reeves, uh, Henry Cavill, yeah, yeah. He, he can't... Now, you mentioned um, one of the reasons you like Smallville was Ma and Pa Kent and that whole right. thing. Well, when Lois and Clark came out, this was about the same time that John Byrne had rebooted Superman, for you know the Man of Steel reboot and all that, and they... And because of the increased popularity in the comics and visibility, they did the Lois and Clark TV show. And the Ma and Pa Kent on Lois and Clark was exactly the Ma and Pa Kent in the comics. And in both instances, that is the best portrayal of, of his parents, or his foster parents, or adoptive parents, whatever you want to call them, that's ever existed in the comics. Because you've had versions, the very, very first Superman, his parents died before he became Superman. I mean, like in page one of the comic, or page two of the comic, he leaves home, and you, you know, you see their graves there. Um, the old serials, they die before he leaves home to become Superman. Um, Christopher Reeve movie, dad dies before he leaves to become Superman. Annette O'Toole, by the way. Annette O'Toole, yes. yes. Uh, but Ma Kent is still around. I mean, they even make a comment of, you know, the silver-haired silver um, mother back at home. But Pa Kent dies. Now, Pa Kent's dead in the comics, finally, right? Hmm. Pa Kent's dead in the comics, I believe. Right now, they're both dead, Ma and Pa. They keep, they keep going back and forth. But that period from John Byrne's reboot up until several years after the Lois Clark TV show came out, you had both of them alive. And then they eventually killed Pa Kent in the comics to kind of match the Christopher Reeve thing. Yeah. And then eventually, with um, Rebirth, they're showing the whole Rebirth thing with Doomsday Clock and Dr. Manhattan messing with time. One of the things they revealed during some of that is it looks like potentially whoever's messing with time, whether it's Dr. Manhattan or someone else, whoever's messing with time caused Ma and Pa Kent to be killed in a car wreck years ago. Huh. Killed together. Okay. Um, we don't know if that'll get undone or what else is going to happen, but um, at, at the moment they're both dead. When we go on to comics in just one second, because I'm running out of time. Yeah. yeah. But trivia question for you mm-hmm. Who was the biggest man to play Superman? Biggest man to play Superman. Yes. Biggest Size. man to play Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jacked, build, tall. Um, my gut says it's one of two. Okay. My gut says it's either Henry Cavell, because he's big he's, guy. He's big a guy. Man, yeah. Or, potentially, by the last season or so with Smallville, Tom Welling had actually worked out quite a Tom bit. Tom Welling is a huge guy as well. He's he, he, also... Yeah, he, he got he got pretty big there by the end. Those are those. That's where I'd lean. From what I found online, again, internet, who knows if it's true or not? Christopher Reeves, yeah, in Superman three, six four, two hundred thirty two pounds, and he's briefly trained by Schwarzenegger himself. Cool, now, true. I would have if you'd said the tallest, just the tallest. 
he would have been in my top two. I, I, I would have. I to, think Welling is also six four. I believe. Okay. Because uh, I knew I knew Christopher Reeve was really tall. Yeah. But he didn't ever come across as big. Maybe because of the height. If you actually look at some height. of the pictures from Superman three, yeah. you could actually see no that's all him. Yeah. And like he's actually a large man. That's true. He didn't have to have padding or anything like that. That yeah. is something George Reeves that there was padding in the costume to bulk him out. Not that he was an out of shape person, but they wanted him to be built up more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Superman. But uh, Christopher Reeves, a large man. Caval was my guess. Yeah. He really was. Um, that surprised me. So yes, we went to comics because Action Comics 1000, that's a huge, huge oh, thing. Huge. Um, Action 999 came out last week. Okay. Great story. That's Dan Jurgens' last issue. Which is surprising. He's been writing him for a while. Writing for a while. And of course, he, he was the big writer in the 90s through the death of Superman and all that. Yes. Um, one thing I'd forgotten completely, he also, Dan Jurgens created Booster Gold, which I know you love so much. Booster Gold is the one who named um, Doomsday. I'd forgotten that in the story. Um, in the story, Doomsday is given the name by Booster Gold. Nobody cares about Booster Gold, John Paul. Everybody cares. Nobody about cares Gold. about Booster yeah, Gold. Yeah, okay, anyway. go on with Superman. So Superman. So yeah, Dan Jurgens and his last issue was really, really good, and it really was a good representation of everything he'd done for the past two years. Um, he st- he took over again um, while the New Fifty Two is still going on. After Convergence, he brought back the pre uh, New Fifty Two. Uh, pre-Flashpoint Superman and Lois and their 10-year-old son Jonathan he brought them back in a comic called Superman The Adventures of Lois and Clark wow yes did not know that and it was an 8-issue miniseries it was supposed to be just kind of a let's touch on it and it was the best Superman we had had in 5 years since New 52 started and they ended up killing the New 52 Superman to bring that one back because Everybody just had to have it, which led into Rebirth. Now, the uh, Dan Jurgens, this is on leaving, or is he forced out? What happened there? Um, to me, it looks like he's forced out. It looks like the Bendis thing. Somebody at DC has decided, Oh, Bendis, Bendis, the savior of all mankind. Bendis, Bendis, we love you, we love you. That's how it feels like they're presenting Bendis. Because in the current comics for the past couple of weeks, you're reading through a comic, and you'll flip a page, and there's a two-page ad with a picture of Superman on a white background. So it's a lot of white, so the, you know, the images and words jump out of the page. A picture of Superman taking up about half of one of the two-page spread. And across the rest of it, in kind of the Action Comics logo or Superman logo style font, yeah. Bendis is coming. And that's all it says. Bendis is coming. It's, it's like they feel like that is the... Is he like the new Alan Moore now, I guess, to them or something? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're trying to build it up like when John Byrne took over. It's just the difference is when John Byrne took over, Superman's sales were in the pits. Nobody cared. This time, Superman's sales have been really, really good, and everybody loves everything that Tomasi and uh, the, the two different books, Superman and Action. Jan Jurgens was writing Action, and Tomasi was writing Superman, and both of them were fantastic. Is Tomasi still writing Superman or no? No, Bendis is writing both of them. Really? In fact, they're canceling Superman and rebooting it back to number one. Because Bendis has to have his name on a number one. Action, they're not, you know, it's number 1,000. So Bendis gets in the same month as Superman number one and an Action number 1,000. So you have a moment to vent here, John Paul. What yeah. is your moment to vent? My moment, my moment to vent is I hope that Bendis is worth all of this, but I think the executives who have made the decisions at, at DC and Warner Brothers have no clue what they're doing right now because they are, you know, pick whatever cliche you want, upsetting the apple cart. 
throwing the baby out with the bathwater, pick all those different cliches. They are trying to improve the company. They're trying to bring on great writers. And Bendis could be a great writer, for all I know. I know that what he's one of his best-known things is the Miles Morales Spider-Man stuff at Marvel. Alex, my son, loves that. That's one of his favorite books. Right. It's not that Bendis is a bad writer, but give him something. Do like Alan Moore. When Alan Moore came over from England, they didn't kick a popular writer off a book that was doing well. They found something that, hey, let's use this guy to create something new. Yeah, if he wants to do Superman, just do a Man of Steel number one. Yeah. yeah create a third book. Yeah. At one point, Superman is popular enough to support four books. Sure. Give him another one. And right now, there's a huge Superman group of books that are most of them are being canceled. You have Action, you have Superman, you have Supergirl, you have Super Sons. You have Super Trin- Sons. Super Sons. Wow. That's Damien and Jonathan as Robin and Superboy teamed up. Tomasi is writing both Superman and Super Sons. And Super Sons is one of the best books out there. It's just fantastic. So where's Jurgens going now? I don't know. I, I think he is writing one of the um, New Age of DC Heroes books, Damage or something. Okay. So that's, he's already doing that. I'm hoping... That since Booster Gold is not in, this is not just to bring it up again, but they've had Booster Gold back several times in the past few months. And it's one of the characters that in the New 52, they didn't do anything with hardly, and people kept asking for him. I'm hoping that's the precursor to actually spinning off a Booster Gold series. And that'd be great. Uh, since he created him, he'd be the perfect person to pick it back up with a new, with a new series. Okay, that sounds like drama in the in DC world right there, John Paul. A lot of drama. I do hope that it's good. I hope um, I really but they're do. canceling, I mean, they're canceling Super Sons, they're can- canceling Supergirl, they're canceling Trinity, they're canceling all these books that Superman was in in order to let Bendis do his thing and then relaunch as appropriate. Well, he must have gave them some kind of plan on what he wants to do. You would, you would assume he gave them a plan? Oh, speaking of bad ideas, actually, Ryan Johnson is working on a new Star Wars trilogy. That yeah, is supposedly, yeah, supposedly. Uh, I, so yeah, I don't Anyways. think I don't think it will really come to fruition. But Anyways, back to back to that. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there for a second. So, um, well, looking at the clock on the wall, we'll probably have time for one more. Give another question about Superman for me. You've had several here, so I, I, what is the best Superman story? The best Superman story. Oh, that's that is a difficult one. Um, I'm going to say it is comic wise. Yeah, 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 comic book wise. Um, I would narrow it down probably to three stories. Um, two of them are by Alan Moore, and the other is John Byrne. The Man of Steel miniseries would be my second runner-up. The Man of Steel miniseries is kind of one big story, six right. issues. It was fantastic, wonderful. They did a great job with that. Um, probably between the other two, I'd probably put the Superman Swamp Thing um, crossover in DC Comics Presents. Next, okay. And my favorite Superman story is probably um, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, the final Superman story, pre-crisis. Okay. And that was again, Alan Moore wrote both of those, and Alan Moore just knows how to write any character. He just oh, absolutely he gets into them, knows knows how to make them work. Greatest in history, greatest writer in history. Um, probably, possibly, I think, quite, he, I think he possibly. Is. Uh, and I could be if I'm forgetting one. I apologize to whichever writer I'm forgetting out there. I'm sure they all listen to this podcast. And I know, I know, but because there are a lot of great ones. Um, believe it or not, Grant Morrison wrote a great one with All Star Superman. Um, believe it or not, he did. Um, there's just been so many good Superman stories of the years, and a lot of really bad ones. You, you can't have 80 years without having both good and bad. Um, 
Alright, Superman's my favorite. He'll always be my favorite. Just okay. the way it is. I, I like Superman. The problem with that is he's too powerful to me. He, he's just too fast. Um, speed, flight, strength. He does everything. That's just too powerful. Yeah. I think they tried to silence that back in... Right after he came back and they split him two Superman, remember that? The Witcher City guys? Well, they... When Byrne first brought him back with uh, Man of Steel, he depowered him a lot. Right, which is a good thing. He needed a lot, that. even to the point of used to be he flew around in space and moved planets and all that kind of stuff. He had to actually bring along um, an oxygen tank or device so he could breathe while in space because he could only hold his breath for so long. Oh, really? So I mean, they depowered him quite a bit. He was still the superhero, but they depowered him a bunch. Um, that split was actually because there was a lawsuit going on. Um, came from Siegel or Schuster, but one of the two creators who did a fantastic job. They should be given all props for having created, you know, uh, yeah. Jerry Siegel, Joe Schuster created Superman 80 years ago. Fantastic work by these two kids because they really were kids at the time. Um, lasting, and they never got really the rec- not, not so much the recognition, but the financial recognition that they deserved. But there was a lawsuit going on uh, where they were trying to get Superman back from DC Comics using the copyright laws and everything else. And it came close, actually. Did it really? They could have taken it back, which would have taken back a lot of stuff from DC Comics, which they could have then published on their own. The family, I mean, the family at this point, yeah. shopped around. They could have sold DC or sold Superman to Marvel. They could have done whatever. Yeah. They probably would have sold it back to DC for a ton of money is probably what would have happened. But in, in the end, they got money, but the, DC did not lose any rights. But during that period, they went ahead and set up the story so they could maybe keep going with it by splitting him to two and no longer be the Superman that they had created. He was now the Superman Red, Superman Blue, electric powers and all this kind of stuff. For about a year, he was Yeah, well, he was those different. are terrible stories, by the way. Actually, some of them were pretty good. Yeah, they, were, they weren't good. But again, it was not done like um, Dan Slott did with Spider-Man. It was, there was definitely a beginning and an end. And it happened even a year. You saw it during that year. Here's the Indians coming. When Dan Slott did his Spider-Man, Doc Ock stuff, you didn't know when it was going to go away. Cool wanted whatever story, that went on way too long. Yeah. Way too long. Yeah. All All right. right. So do we have a question of the week for next time? Yeah, this is like Infinity War related. Marvel has the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. The most powerful weapon in the The universe. The Marvel Universe, yep. DC has... Marvel multiverse. I'm assuming the entire Marvel multiverse. Yeah, most likely. If there's a multiverse. Yeah, they they have a multiverse, yeah. Wasn't it combined... They've gone back I and know forth. It. Anyways, yeah. um, DC has the Lantern Rings. Yep. Just say, for argument story, we combine the worlds, and one of each Lantern Ring follows its way to the Marvel Universe. Who gets which ring? I'm talking all of them. The green ring, yellow ring, black ring. The whole bit. The whole bit. The whole bit. That's a good question. So we'll talk about what these rings are, what they do, who has them now in the DC Comics, and who would get them in the Marvel Universe is the question. That is cool. That is a very, very good question. Thank you. So before we leave, I do want to make sure to say somebody stay. Well, that was a good show. Yeah, I want to play a little bit of music that I know you love. We have to play enough of music. I can't hear the music. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We played a little bit of it there. Um, We have the original Fleischer cartoon music. Uh, Fleischer cartoon is playing in the background. Oh, those are the 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 Superman! Um, 
I just Superman's great, so I had to play a little bit more of the music. I'm glad you like him. John. All right, it makes. I did this show for you today, John. Thank Bob. you. This was Thank you. Idea just We're gonna do one for you here eventually one day. Uh, maybe it's the Tom Brady show or something. I'm the October know. guy. I'm the October guy. Okay. All right. So for John Paul, be man. This is the old Titans, and we are out of here. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!